Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from Thankful Homemaker, and I have a practical podcast for you today. I entitled it, Getting Ready for Company Fast, Your Home and Heart. I have some favorite cheats that I use daily in keeping my house looking cleaner than it really is. I know that's probably not something you should admit to people, but no one really knows or notices the dust in your house or if it hasn't been vacuumed for a bit. I mean, really, how often do you visit a friend and think, when was the last time she ran a vacuum? You don't because you really just enjoy being with your friend and you don't notice the condition of her home. But on the other hand, you don't want to get so relaxed in your cleaning that people are afraid to sit on your furniture or drink out of your glasses or walk across your floor without sticking to it. So we need to have some standards in place of general tidiness and cleanliness. I really appreciate being able to make my family feel comfy and well cared for, along with those that we show hospitality to. So I use this list that I'm going to share with you today for an occasional quick cleanup for my own family, but I utilize it for company too. And I love this list because some weeks just get very busy and I don't get to my normal cleaning tasks, but this quick cleanup just freshens things up a bit and gives me a a baseline to start with again. I'm just thinking of the upcoming holiday season. We have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, and we're probably going to get ready to be opening our homes a little bit more than maybe we usually do. And I want it to be a joy and delight for you, not a burden that you look at that you have so much to do that you miss out on having the heart of a servant and preparing for your guests. Now, this this isn't a podcast on biblical hospitality. That's one I'd love to do in the future, but that's not what this is. But I do want to take a little quick break here, maybe I can call it my commercial break, to say a few words on on biblical hospitality so our hearts are focused rightly as we're getting ready to host others in our homes. I just finished reading The Life-Giving Table by Sally Clarkson a few weeks back, and her words are on my mind right now as I'm sharing this. She reminded us of the meaning of the word hospitality, and this is her quote here. Hospitality comes from the same root word as hospital, hospice, and hotel. Behind the words is the idea that hospitality seeks to provide for, protect, and care for the person who stays in your home. Hospitality is really committing to caring for the emotional, physical, spiritual needs of someone as long as they are in your home, end quote. So when we practice hospitality, we have the opportunity, ladies, to touch lives in an intimate, personal way. God will give us the love and wisdom we need to open our home to others. And with a little planning and preparation and much prayer, you can be prepared to share your home with friends, neighbors, and even the strangers God may send your way. So I want to also encourage you as we're doing this, take the time to include your children in this time as you're preparing for guests. Assign them different ways they can help next time you're getting ready for company. That helps them to have a heart for hospitality and loving and caring others and teaches them graciousness and manners and kindness and sacrifice and serving and laying down your life for others. So it's just all around good training. So as I'm sharing these tips below, I still want you to hold fast to the reminder that biblical hosp- the biblical definition of hospitality is to love strangers and meet the needs of others. 
When we remember that definition, we are no longer just Christian Martha Stewart's, but we're reminded that practicing true biblical hospitality and all it may entail is simply love and action. A perfect home is not commanded in scripture, just an open home. And I love the terms visitors or friends instead of company. I know I've used company in this just because it's a word that we're all familiar with and it's recognized. But when I see the word company, I think of entertaining. And when your heart is focused on the external or um, really the external, but really I I want to take it more to when your heart is focused on the eternal rather than the temporal, it will make your time with others one of freely and joyfully being able to open up your home. So I'm going to get a bit a little bit um, practical here on you. And my list of things to prepare beforehand has shortened over the years to truly what is just necessary. When we are preparing to have visitors over, I really don't clean deeply before they come. Just because after everybody leaves, especially if you've had a house full of people, you're going to need to clean bathrooms and floors when they leave. So I give my home a quick tidy and clean before people arrive. Because here's the other reality. Once you have tons of people in your home, you can't even see your floors because there's so many people standing on them. So it doesn't need to be perfect. So maybe you need to lower your standard a little bit or just simplify. But I, I want you to, to think through that. And I also want to state that by having a regular cleaning schedule, which I'm going to share on a future podcast soon, it helps me to always have basic order in my home. So what I'm sharing with you, this is very simplified for me because my home is generally tidy and in in decent order. So as I'm whipping through it, it's not taking me very long. And also another benefit, um, something to think about ladies as you're planning get-togethers with people is keep some favorite menus on hand. I have a lot that I'm comfortable with that I am comfortable making for different size groups in different situations. And I just kind of keep a list of them. It's a huge help when I'm planning get-togethers that I can utilize an already used menu that I know works well and is easy for me to do too. So my quick cleaning method I'm going to share with you has been serving me well for many, many years. We used to host our church family in our home before we moved to a rented school building. So every week we had a crowd of people gathering in our home to worship the Lord and share a meal together. And then we had midweek meetings here too. So I had to learn pretty quick how to get my home ready for guests in a moment's notice. And my kids were really good at this and great helpers. I was so thankful for their help during those years. So really the supplies you need are pretty minimal. Um, I may have missed something, but in my mind, I'm thinking you need like a microfiber rag or a feather duster, whatever you would use to just wipe or dust. I, I do love a feather duster, just a good ostrich feather duster for a quick clean. I know it's not everybody's favorite thing, but you can use a microfiber rag or Swiffer cloths are great too. Those are like one of my favorite sheets. So that's another option. Uh, window cleaner and a rag. You, you'll need your vacuums, um, maybe some paper towels for when you get to the bathroom and a mop. So that's really about it. So here's my top 10 items I do before having visitors or friends over. And I stretched the list out a bit because eight sounded a little bit odd. So we worked it to 10. (laughs) It was really eight if that makes you feel better. But I just stretched a little bit. So my first 
One is to tidy the rooms you're going to spend time in. And for us, it's usually our family room. I'm not, I'm not to the kitchen or bathroom. I'm just talking about the main kind of living areas. So it's usually our family room. So I straighten it up. I fluff pillows. I pick up items that don't belong in that room. I tidy up the coffee tables and I'll give it all a quick feather dust. And my big tip is it's so lovely to have people over in the evenings when you could dim the lights and then it's dark and they can't see things as well. That's really helpful if you have a little bit of dust somewhere that you missed, but it's just <laughs> serious. Have people love when it's dark out. Um, and my other thing I do in the family room is just vacuum the main traffic areas or where it's needed. I mean, if I see like cobwebs in the corner when I'm vacuuming, I'm going to go get those. I'm not going to just ignore it. So I just kind of give it a good look over with my eye as to what I spot out quickly and take care of just those needs. I am not deep cleaning. Remember that I'm not deep cleaning. I'm just giving it a quick surface clean. So my other thing I may do is go around other parts of my house that people may be in on my main level that need dusted, like maybe areas in my foyer or if we're in the dining room. And again, I'm just going to take my feather duster and give it a quick tidy, wipe any areas that I see fingerprints on a mirror, and I'm just going to wipe the fingerprints. I'm not going to clean the whole mirror. If you are... Um, um, an extreme clean freak. You're not going to like my methods here, but <laughs> I really just go around the main traffic areas where people will be. Uh, the other thing is I'm going to vacuum the traffic areas in the, in the other rooms. So that for me would probably be my foyer, my dining room, and maybe my living room area in addition to my family room. Next area, which is really the one that takes me the longest, is my kitchen. So I make sure that I have all the dishes washed and dried in my sink or put in the dishwasher. Um, after I dry my dishes, I take that dish towel and I'll wipe the appliance fronts and handles. I'll tidy and wipe down the countertop. Sometimes if you need more counter space when you're having people over, it is really helpful to move items to another room for the evening. For us, we always end up moving our toaster just because the section it takes up on the counter works out as a really great beverage serving area for me. So I kind of tuck it away in my laundry room. Um, I give the kitchen floor a quick sweep with the vacuum, and then I spot mop the floor. So spot mopping to me means just taking a mop where it's needed, which for me is usually in front of the kitchen sink, in front of the stove, in front of the refrigerator, um, and just, just those main areas there. I love my Shemop. It's a really handy tool. It's got the little terry cloth cover that goes over the mop head. I've, I have utilized so many mops and I keep coming back to this one. I've done the microfibers and all those other fancy ones and I keep coming back to my simple Shemop. I, I don't know why, but it's just easy for me. Put up a fresh dish towel when you're done. I also like to make sure if you have a dishwasher, I'm sorry if you don't, but I like to make sure my dishwasher is empty. So I may run it earlier in the day, like if we're having company that evening, I may run it after our lunch and then make sure it's empty so I'm able to load dishes after my night is over and just pack it up. And one other tidbit is to make sure your garbage cans are empty too, that you took the time to empty your garbage can so you have a fresh start there for when people come over. This is sounding like a lot, but it's stuff, it just takes minutes to do. So the next area is the guest bathroom, the bathroom that guests will be using. 
I just give it a quick wipe. I kind of use my five minute daily bathroom tidy concept on this. So I wipe the mirror and counter down with window cleaner and paper towels. Um, you can also use paper towels to wipe the toilet seat. Sometimes I cheat and I use toilet paper and a little spray window cleaner on it to wipe the toilet seat. And that way you can just wipe and flush and you're kind of done. Give the toilet a swish with some toilet bowl cleaner. If you're greener than I am, you can use a rag and not paper towels and all these things. Um, give the base of the toilet a quick wipe with some paper towels too. And just make sure the floor around it um, is tidy, especially if you have little boys, just in case. Change the hand towel and check your bathroom supplies. Make sure you have enough toilet paper, tissues, your hand soap is filled up, all, all that good stuff in there. I have a post on my site called um, the 5-Minute Daily Bathroom Tidy. Now I'll throw that in the show notes too with, um, with whatever else that I'm thinking of as I go through this. And always know, ladies, if I said something and I didn't throw it in the show notes and you're missing it, you can always contact me on my blog and let me know if you can't find something that I mentioned because I, I forget. So I appreciate those reminders. Okay, number six is the entryway. So I wipe my front door glass and I tidy up the entry. I may sweep the front porch, check the mat. Um, I vacuum my mat in front of the front door there and just make sure my door area looks tidy. Number seven is I usually prepare simple foods that I'm comfortable with for company. I'm usually not trying new fancy things. It's things that I have made before that have worked well. And I encourage you to utilize the plates and serving dishes you have on hand. You can set a beautiful table at no cost whatsoever. Get creative with it. And please know, paper plates are okay. I love them for crowds and I use them. I utilize my Costco. I always have paper plates and um, plastic cups and stuff stocked on hand for, for large group gatherings. I'm ready to go with those paper products. Um, number eight serve simple beverages. Just keep it simple, not too many options. You know, in the winter time, you can very simply just have some hot water set out so you could have tea or hot chocolate mix. Um, just coffee, warm apple cider is great in a crock pot and just some ice water. And in the summer, I love to do iced tea and lemonade and water. And I have been known to buy those items instead of making them myself. Obviously, it's more economical to make them yourself, but if your budget allows for whatever gathering, buy some already made iced tea and lemonade if you don't have the time. Number nine, you could kind of see where I'm stretching it here now, is tidy yourself up. This is a big one because sometimes we forget to get ourselves ready, right? So take a moment to get yourself tidied. And number 10 is just some really simple things. Make your home feel very cozy. Um, Maybe you have dimmers on your lights. You can dim your lights a little bit. Put on some music, light some candles. I love classical music in the background, um, but maybe whatever your musical choice is, just have something playing in the background. So this whole list that I gave you takes me less than an hour. And again, I said earlier, the kitchen is really my longest task usually. I start with the bathroom, then I go through the rest of the room. So from my bathroom, I'll do my other main areas. I'll do the family room, and then I will usually end up in the kitchen. And I don't start putting food and beverages out until I've gotten myself ready because I can still be doing those things if guests are arriving. So plus at that point, you also have extra hands to help and people love to help. So do let them. You know how that is. You love to be needed when you're at somebody's house. 
So some final thoughts here as as I close this out today. Take the time to pray before your guests arrive. We can get so busy in the doing, we forget why we are doing what we are doing. And the focus needs to be on the relationships and people and their needs. And the reminder in 1 Peter 4.10 that that all we have received is a gift from God and it is not ours. It reminds us to be faithful stewards of God's gifts. So everything we have, our time, our home, our food, it is on loan from Jesus to be used for his purposes and furthering his kingdom and for the good of others. We need to practice hospitality with the end in mind, the reminder that the Lord is preparing a place for us in heaven where we will feast with the king, seated at his table, and enjoy his presence forever. So may we serve others with the heart of Mary, finding joy in all things because of Jesus. And remember, Jesus is enough always. Thank you, my dear friends, for taking time to tune in today to Thankful Homemaker. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, I'd love to connect with you through my blog. It's my little home on the web, and it's where you're going to find the show notes for this podcast. You can contact me there for whatever your needs are. If you subscribe to the blog through email, I have two free eBooks for subscribers. So check out the details at thankfulhomemaker.com. And if you're already an email subscriber, when you get my posts in your email, those books are at the very bottom of your post. So if you don't always scroll, scroll down and you'll see those two free eBooks down there in your email. So thank you so much, ladies, for your time with me today. And I do pray that you are able to practice hospitality with the heart of our Lord and be able to to take care of the tasks in just a way that honors and glorifies him. Have a blessed week. Mm -hmm.